1: hello everyone and welcome back to straight white whale my name is darren connell and this is my podcast thank you very much for the support and the shares and the likes and all the comments and messages regarding this podcast if you're a listener or you're new and you enjoy this can you do me and paul a favor please can you chuck us a five-star review on spotify or apple podcasts it will literally take 30 seconds and you're helping the bothies to sustain this podcast. Before we get into it, I would like to give our sponsor a shout out called Lamb Solutions Limited, owned by Michael Burns, a very good friend of mine. His information and contact information will come up on the screen. Michael Burns is a multi skilled trades- tradesman. Um, If you need anything done in your house, kitchen, bathroom work, plumbing work, joinery, flooring, then get in touch with Michael. Tell him that you heard this advert through my podcast and he will give you a discount or a free quote in the services that you need. So just phone the number and he'll get in touch. And this is the type of year, This the weather's coming and it's bad that everybody's gutters are like, you know, full to the brim. He cleans gutters, he washes windows and he does a bit of everything. So get in touch with Michael Burns and he will sort you out and see if you're a business owner or if you're a comedian, um, an actor, you're running a show, you're in a band and you need a promotion for a gig, get in touch and we will sort you out with some promotion. So there we go. Um, before we also like properly start, I always like to give a shout out to some charities that mean a lot to me. Uh, Back On Side are a fantastic Scottish charity that essentially help young athletes that are struggling, maybe football players that have been released by a club or they've ended their career through a really bad injury. But there's services available with them as well, uh, like therapy, which I I get therapy from back on site, and I've been doing therapy for maybe, I don't know, 14 weeks or something, and I feel incredible. They've got some amazing shit on their website, like numbers for the Samaritans, Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, all that type of stuff, so... If you're not struggling and you've got a pal or a family member that's struggling, then get in touch with them. So there we go, troops. That's us started, Paul. Fuck, mate, I forgot to hit record on that. I'm kidding.
2: Sorry,
0: mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, when you were saying, oh, Michael Burns, he gives out free and there's like a pause, I was like, what's he what, what's he promised to give you here? Free gammies. Yeah, mate. At the pace works. we were talking about they <laughs> I think they're ten a penny, mate. We were talking off Mike there about the how good like a good hand job is. I oh, think yes. it's a lost art.
1: That's true. But um your moggy is belters, so... <laughs> <laughs> my Mama <mom's... laughs> actually does have Parkinson's, by the
2: way, so she... she's no gain of honey, mate. She's just sitting still. That's, hor- That's horrific. a disgrace. But it's Mama and she does have Parkinson's, so I can say that.
1: i'm sorry to hear that mate i'm so sorry
2: <laughs> but do you not know, think like a good hand job is like a lost art like all the porn that's all about the blow job now
1: mm-hmm.
2: but i genuinely think man just a, a quick
1: it's an art form
2: it really is mate
1: it's
2: underappreciated 100 percent is underappreciated <laughs> um... i'll give you your score later right <laughs> <Aye>.
1: <laughs> i'll do a two honey horn job you know how last week we were talking about uh gore porn and Jeffrey dormer and I was uh-huh. saying how it's pretty shocking and it was really disturbing because there was a black deaf guy that he killed in it mm-hmm. and it basically haunted my dreams that night uh-huh. um I finished it last night right, and to be honest it was quite funny at the end so yeah.
2: got <laughs> a good laugh don't you? i'm I'm on episode three, so I decided to watch it Aye. And I was kind of like, what the fuck's every cunt pure thing made about? He
1: gets a couple of big applause bricks at the end. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I am wondering, like, does it get worse as it goes on? Because I'm I'm going to watch episode three of the night. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, I mean, it's not that bad. I've seen the episode where it's like the young guy mm-hmm. and he's like, the police are just like, are we spoiling it for anybody? And they spoils or whatever. Fast forward like a few minutes. If you fucking you're, like, you don't want spoiler for the De- Jeffrey Dahmer thing, even though it's real and you can go and fucking it, it's on Wikipedia. I Google it. The the police were just like not taking the fact that it was like a young guy seriously, but also there was a fucking body in the bed. I know, and we just were like, oh, they're, they're gay. Leave them to it bloodstains
1: in the mattress what, aye, what
2: the fuck? What were they just letting... I mean, mate, what were they
1: doing? Do you think that was homophobia? Aye. Right. The police officers were scared to go into the flat because they were talking about AIDS. I and back that, in the 80s, right. like, people wouldn't shake hands at gay people and stuff because they thought it was like... It was like the kind of mentality towards COVID. Like, you're fucking crossing the street when people are walking... Near you, right? It's pretty horrific. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of people, like through homophobia, were victims.
2: That's fucked, mate. That's no. fucked up. I mean, that young guy in that second episode, he's supposed to be what 15, 16. Mm-hmm. They just handed him back to a serial killer. Like, he's my boyfriend. I know, right? Like, All right. And then he was like, I've got photos of him, and he was showing them like mad fucking gruesome fucking porn photos and Aye. they were just like right, no bother that's your boyfriend he was posing what the fuck mate like, so Aye. fucked up and that poor neighbour man should they fucking hear it all?
1: I know smell it through the fucking vent in her flat man I know fucked he's up, like man. it's a sandwich in the fridge <laughs> it's meat <laughs> 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 it's pork chops <laughs> fucking hell
2: man I mean, come out of fuck like See if I ever meet somebody and I'm like, there's a weird smell in here. And they're like, oh, it's pork chops. They're getting fucking, they're getting uh,
1: what Have they been in your fridge for fucking nine months, you cunt? Also, I don't know if you've noticed this. It is absolutely fucking freezing, man. No, like went, for the last maybe three months, I've been walking to the studio with my gym gear on. And today I was like, no chance, man ice cold mate it's fucking horrific out there it's
2: really fucking cold like i woke up middle of last night just needing a piss and my arm was out and it was fucking stone cold like (laughs) actually like i'm usually like one leg and half my tit hanging out the fucking quilt to try and keep cool last night man i was like fetal position like two blankets on me mate it's winter's definitely hot that's
1: for fucking Aye. sure. I've been wearing free t-shirts in the flat with a jumper and because I'm trying to save money on electricity mm-hmm. and I have spare pillows that I was using for a draft excluder against the door. I'm like, what the fuck is happening to us, man? This is mental. You know,
2: fucking third world country, are not I know.
1: Absolutely mental.
2: seen that you got uh, a reply for a celebrity on Twitter. What one? James Smith.
1: It's good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. My best mate. Is that your best pals now? Yeah. Like genuinely, he's my best mate. He DM'd me and he's like, ah, is it cool if I respond? I was like, ah, James, what did I tell you about annoying me, mate? <laughs> Where does he stay? London. <laughs> Stays in Australia. <laughs> Aye, but he, he's... Via London? <laughs> yeah. No, but like, uh, I just find that so funny that, I mean, the calorie counting thing started with you telling me that you done it. Mm-hmm. and then i went and done some research on it and james smith was the first guy that i found so i've read all his books by the way if anybody's interested okay. i apart from the cook he's got a new book about confidence i've i've uh no read that because i can't be fucked i'm only interested in the the health side but i bought it and i'll i'll get to it eventually but i do recommend these two books and uh i will explain to the to the listeners um, basically, there's a couple of comedians called Stephen Buchanan, Mark Jennings, and I think Liam Whiffnell was involved. And and Stephen Buchanan was talking about food and how he loves to eat a roll in Kit Kat.
2: A roll in Kit Kat? Yep. Wow. Is this I, guy Scottish? Yes. Right, okay. I'd that's, imagine it's a Morton's roll. I was going to say, see if it's a burnt morning Morton's roll, <laughs> then that's the most Scottish meal.
1: Mate, if it was a Morton's roll, I'd eat shite on it, to be fair. (laughs) I don't judge him. But um I'll tell you a funny story about him in a minute, but I thought I would jump in and I was like, Well, essentially you can eat anything and lose weight if you're in a calorie deficit and they were playful banter back and forth. And I dunno fuck it, I'm gonna tag James Smith. That James Smith help help a brother out. And he got back to his and he used the Twinkie example. I think we've spoke about that uh-huh. on this podcast. Uh-huh.
2: So, I was hoping that he was going to acknowledge that you're a calorie counting king, though. I thought he was going to reply and go, "Yes, king, you can." Aye, <laughs> <I, laughs> but he didn't. I know it's because he thinks he's the king.
1: I felt like saying, "Mate, can we talk about tuna and pot noodles?" But <laughs> that was a previous <laughs> episode of the oh, podcast.
2: Yeah. Should have asked him about pipe walks? <laughs> Hi. used to been, James mate, there's this gay sauna in Glasgow called Pipeworks who
1: spoke about my last podcast, Do you want to come along? Moon, get a honey, um, <laughs> it's weird when you're listening to other people's podcasts, because he talks about how he's self-conscious about losing hair, and maybe he wants to get a hair transplant, and I'm sitting in my house like fucking Jeffrey Dahmer, like I'll sort you out. I
2: can get you a discount mate. <laughs> Merchant City Medical, Daransky <laughs> 10 for 10% off. <laughs> but, uh Do you get a wee boost? Like, do you get a wee, a wee boost, a wee nice feeling when you tag somebody that's favourite? First of all, like, we'll, we'll talk about this in two seconds, like, how weird that is that you can just go to, like, you can just go to an expert on Twitter and go, here, prove this cunt rang, and debate has kind of, like, disappeared into it. But, mm-hmm. um, do you get a wee boost when somebody like that sort of, like...
1: There was a dopamine... Because I I do genuinely, I mean, I'm very early in my fucking health journey, I'm 97 days calorie counting, but I feel like reading his books and like listening to you and listening to other people that are really similar because your algorithm changes and it's the same type of people that pop up. So I'm just consuming all this information on what we've been talking about Mm -hmm. and I feel like he's actually changed my life. Like he talks about shit that you're like, no way, man. There's other people that think that like mm-hmm. wearing baggy clays all the time, wearing black because you're self-conscious. You're always pulling at your top because mm-hmm. you feel fat and you're like, no way, man, he's actually sharing all this shit. So even in the last 97 days, uh, cause I was feeling a wee bit bad. The change of weather's just fucked everything, right? I'm mm-hmm. freezing starving craving hot food my maintenance calories is 3000 i'm right. eating 2200 a day and i would say in the last 97 days i've went over my maintenance twice right. and i'm and I'm f- the other night i was feeling pretty gutted about it and i'm like two days out of 97 is fucking amazing so incredible mate i like stop being harsh on yourself uh you but should do a
2: video about your hair transplant to inspire James.
1: I'll say that to him. Send start, it to James. Him. I'm going to DM him and say You made the biggest fucking mistake of your life. I'm in London walking about the streets. I'm looking for you, mate. I'm sure he stays in Sydney. Ah, <laughs> sorry. Right, Bondi diabetes or something.
2: You'll <laughs> 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 be like, you'll be, you'll be looking for
1: a long time, mate, because I'm here in Australia. I know, and it's summer, and I've got a big bobby. But I, I've got a big bobby, know. uh Mine's Oh no, timing. is it? i don't think it is you've got a weirdness about you i'll leave it at that you've got a cocky weirdness about you
2: (laughs) an unsaid confidence
1: (laughs) why is that guy so confident
2: trouser snake
1: oh right i get it see i'm no confident but i've got a big cock i've got a good cock man
2: (laughs) (laughs) mine's just um i feel like i'm i surprise people because I'm a a severe grower. Uh, So, I like the, when I was single, I liked that, because I'm 6'5", so I think, like, women, and I've got a size 12 shoe, so I think that women will be like, by all signs, this guy's got a fucking truncheon, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, before I'm warmed up, I get it out, and it's like, oh, that's disappointing, but, oh well, and then, like, two minutes later they're like jesus christ yeah As
1: I'm soon like, yeah. as a wee bit of blood gets to the fucking bare end comes out of nowhere well, mate yeah. jackpot it's like daniel day lewis and there will be blood we've found oil <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm gonna try and meme that in some way um, um, but you had a celebrity twitter follower as well
1: who john cena yes here, mate, I think I've got fucking early signs of dementia, man. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much for being there. I John Cena followed us, and I don't follow him. I followed him back though, But I did notice he follows, like, 10,000 people, but...
2: Aye, but it's John Cena. I yeah. mean, how many followers does he have on Twitter? I think he's over 10 million. Right. So he's following back 10%. He's following, and yes. he follows you. That must have been a weird... Fucking paradox
1: that you were following John Cena back. Aye, that was weird. I feel like DMing him. Stay right, mate. Um, have you heard of James Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Who else followed us? A really good, comm- I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but have you seen Afterlife uh-huh. with Ricky Gervais? Unfortunately. Not, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Right. See the, see Ricky's boss the really socially awkward guy. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 I don't know who you're talking about. He's a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. and he followed me. What did I do? Yep. I was going through his... Uh, what a shit hot actor he is, by the way. Because I was going through his Twitter and he's nothing like that character. Because right. people just look at me and think, that's Bobby, man. Just with a different fucking jacket on. But he's like a real actor. So he followed me as well. I felt saying, do you know Ricky? Can I get Ricky's email? Thank you for coming on my podcast. So let's get to the point you said, unfortunately. What, we Afterlife? Aye. Oh,
2: it's a pish, mate. It's a pish. I don't like it. Why? It's just for the stereotypes. And I don't think that the stereotypes really show you what it's like, like what grief's actually like. Mm. It just kind of felt like... Aye. kind of felt like a stereotypical movie process of grief, rather than try to depict... I think we're moving past all the sort of stereotypes. I think, you now that the TV and movies are trying to depict more realistic. And as I say that, I'm thinking, I watched Thor the other night, like, how realistic's Thor? But you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're, when they're trying to be taken seriously, like, Afterlife, Ricky Gervais wants that to be taken seriously. It's dark, it's black comedy, there's it that are funny, but ultimately he's trying to spread the awareness of how difficult grief is. And I don't think he did it particularly well. Yeah. I think he just went to i just ticked boxes and grief's really complicated like super complex for people to deal with and i think it just reduced it down to the stereotypes and when i watched that i just i watched season one It i thought yeah it was all right it was well written he's obviously amazing right and he's an amazing writer so mm-hmm. the writing was class and the production was great you know there's nothing to really other than as a therapist to look at it and go that's kind of a Shitty depiction of what actually like, yeah. I see in grief when I engage with people that are actually grieving, and I think if it's your partner, like you're and you lose them in early like that, I think it's you know Let's really n- fucked up for people to do. And aye, yeah.
1: Let's not skip over the part that he fucking killed a homeless guy. When the guy with smack is that in season two or i think it may be one or two i don't know Right. there's a guy that's suicidal and he takes drugs and he's like "Ah, just take drugs there's no That's in season one aye. so he cut Ricky of his a smack head spoiler alert <laughs> hashtag spoiler aye but i mean we're, i'm the same at all i love him right he's one of my heroes i love his stand up and stuff but see when in fact you've not seen that have you then what? he goes to the hospital and it's a cancer ward
2: no, I don't think so. Right,
1: so he walks into a cancer ward. My memory is a wee bit fucked. And there's I need shit. You
2: don't remember John Cena fucking followed you three days ago, mate. <laughs> so he goes to
1: a cancer ward, and there's kids with cancer, and they've got no hair. And he's it's proper like, do you go to heaven when you die? And because he's an an atheist, atheist. there's this moment that you can see the writing. He's like, as an atheist, he wants to say. No, no. (laughs) but because it's a kid with cancer, he's like, yeah, but it's pure zoom in on his face. And he's like, yes, you go to heaven. (laughs) Like that's a bit cheesy for me, but if Ricky, I love you. So don't, don't block me. I don't. I don't love him. Don't talk about my
2: best
1: pal like that. Fuck Ricky Gervais. So I forgot to ask, I don't know. That's cool. Put that on TikTok. Um. Maybe he'll respond if he sees it. He
2: probably will, mate, because he definitely searches his name on Twitter. Because he responds to tweets that haven't tagged him, that mention him.
1: He retweeted me once. Did he? i done a panto in Dundee, you know how he's always in the bath, doing the bath selfies and he pulls Uh a mad face. I did that in Dundee in the bath and I just said, thinking of you, Ricky. And he retweeted it. Mate, what a dinner
2: party that would be. You, Ricky Gervais, James (laughs) Smith and John Cena.
1: Big at that. As
2: long as it was low calorie
1: Aye, low calorie, high protein So before we go through the bullet points of subjects here I would like to say, I know it's just autistic fucking hell No,
2: sorry, I'm just laughing at the idea of you, Ricky Gervais, John Cena and fucking James Smith at a dinner party
1: <laughs> Aye. We are me and Ricky are sitting being fat cunts and uh, James Smith is like, you shouldn't be eating it and John Cena's fucking rapping yeah, he's got some good tunes, by the way. Who? John Cena just as ra- a rapper. Is he? He's got some hits, mate. I can't even remember. Some bars. He's got one that's a proper love song, man. Honestly, mate, I can't remember what it's called. But is he?
2: Is he on Apple Music or Spotify? Spotify, yeah. And is it? Um, is it just under John Cena, mm-hmm. or does he get like a a rap name?
1: No, it's John Cena. You might not be able to find it though. <laughs> That was a wrestling joke for all the guns out there.
2: How? Cause
1: his catchphrase is you can't see me.
2: WWE The Time is Now, John Cena. It's not that one. So just WWE musics here. I'm not about to know. Basic Fugonomics, John Cena. Ha <laughs> <laughs> what a name for a fucking song that is. Bad Bad Man. Featuring Bumpy Knuckles. Bumpy Knuckles? <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I wonder who All that is. All day? was Khalifa and John Cena? What the
1: fuck, man? Where you going, mate? Here, he's done a full album with Wiz Khalifa. Imagine being Bumpy Knuckles, though, at a dinner party. Here, mate, what are you known for? I'm John Cena's fucking hype, man. Alright. That's like being Will Smith's Jazzy Jeff. Oh. I'd rather be a fucking... Nazi guard in Germany. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: fuck me. Wow. Well, it's true though. It's true.
1: So how have you been, mate, and how's your week since we last seen each other?
2: I've been good. Um I'm um, I'm away next week, so I'm buzzing. Where I are sorry. you going? Up to somewhere. She's arranged it somewhere. Scotland. Aye. Just like a wee sort of cabiny,
1: good. with a hot tub. Nice, mate. You've got to be good to yourself.
2: You've got to you be good to yourself.
1: Nobody don't, else
2: will. Don't eat that fucking biscuit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're getting flashbacks of my da. <laughs> I've two digestive biscuits for my cup of tea. Uh, we and everybody in this family have reason to believe that you're mentally ill. Do you need help? Do you need sectioned? I am not even finished the biscuit yet. <laughs> I'm going through therapy, folks. Back on side, that's helped me. Uh, <laughs>
2: aye, so you're looking forward to your holiday? Looking forward to my holiday, and because of the holiday, and I let people know oh, I'll be on holiday, I've had a busy week, so. Good. It's just been flat out
1: all week. How long will you be away for? A week. A week. So there'll be a break in the podcast for a week. I get a wee holiday, I know. She come up with content is that a, creative. is that a dig no not at all sounds like a dig <laughs> you were giggling at my page of notes there i was gonna say it's just like autistic it's an autistic hellhole mate my notebook
2: is it like a serial killer's mind map on their on the wall
1: Aye, like see if a police walked through that door right now again i'm gonna talk about red dragon right <laughs> I'd whip my tap half and I'd just be like that. With the pages. Many fucking calories is in a page of that, James Smith. That's another kink I've got. What's that? I want to eat... I want to basically eat a book in front of a terrified woman. What? I want to rip pages out of a book and eat it in front of a scared woman.
2: Okay. there are zero calories in paper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is there any nutrition in it? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think so.
2: comes for a tree, but I think, boy, then I think this all fucking thing we do. You want to eat the pages of a book in front of a woman? Yes. Is that in Red Dragon? Yeah. Right.
1: You've not seen it?
2: I think, has Red Dragon got really Liotta in it? Yes. Right. I have seen it, but I've seen it once and I've seen it back in the day mm-hmm. when it first came out. It's like a prequel... To, like, silence of the lambs yeah. and stuff like that, right? Aye.
1: And for, for some strange reason in my brain, I think it's the greatest comedy ever made. It says a lot about my mental health, <laughs> but there's a bit in the library when he's eating pages out of this book, and I'm, like, cackling with fucking laughter at this guy just eating pages for a book. I've tweeted a couple of times I'd like to eat a Bible in front of a nun. Right. Or, you know, maybe... An innocent woman's diary in front of her or something. I don't know.
2: That just reminded me of a story that Scott Agnew told me. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it, but I'm just gonna say e on Saturday. Ask him about the priest.
1: I think I know that story. <laughs> right, we'll get into that. <laughs> I
2: think it's his grinder's greatest hits.
1: Talking about gigs, East Bright, Saturday. Scott Agnew is my support act. Yep. Scott Agnew is a great guy, by the way. Good comedian as well. Probably mate. fucking funnier than me sometimes. He's a, <laughs> you know, sometimes when he's fucking, uh, which is not a problem by the way. That's why I'm getting him because I want it to be a good night. But sometimes I've had him on and I'm like, "Aye, all right, fucking wind it." in, you can, aye, down, fuck's sake, Scott, you're supposed to be making me look good, mate. No, no, I was. That was that's me just having fun. I, I'm never that insecure of a comedian that I would book somebody that's shite. Scott Agnew on his day is as funny as anybody in Scotland. And on top of that, he's a fucking great human being as well, mm-hmm. which is a rare quality. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. You clocked a fly there, didn't you? Aye. I seen the pain in your face. I seen the discomfort, <laughs> did you? Aye. <laughs> I
2: clocked it as well. That wee fly's been fucking day man, nothing all week, mate. Aye, that. As it we went, it seen was a mess.
1: I seen the pain in Paul's face there.
2: Drink it's funny, like it, oh, it was behind your head there. Um see when you get a fly like that and you stone up to get it, it disappears, it knows that it's been stalked. It's mm. pure that big cunt's coming for me, man. Aye. Can you imagine how scary it would be if something that was the same proportion to us to the fly was like chasing you? Trying
1: to get to scary. you. You're trying to get out of the way and the, the two of them are talking about Red Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> eating Bibles. Eating a Bible. I want to eat a Bible. We'll do that in the podcast if we set up a patron. I'd, I'd eat pages from a Bible. So if the punters would like to us to know... I mean, I'm not doing the uh, Quran. Aye. Is that what it's called? The Muslim Bible? Aye, I'm not eating that. They kinda take a joke, I can't. I can do the Catholic Bible. <laughs> fucking hell i could eat the catholic bible with tomato sauce they wouldn't say anything i know knife and fork and all that bulk eating <laughs> who's bulk eating you. with
2: the bible But <laughs> right, it's low calorie high density that's what i want <laughs> mate i had one of the greatest meals of my life the other night what did you have it was so weird i had a baked potato tuna mayo cauliflower cheese and a steak that's mate. it was like 900
1: calories mate that sounds like a death row meal
2: right yeah i mean i'd eat it right good because my message was like this is the weirdest combination of foods i think i've ever had in my life but after we i was like that is weird but i think it'll be good and after we'd finished it she was like that was fucking phenomenal i was like i man, frank's hot sauce on the cauliflower cheese as well man that sounds amazing and it was like 900 calories and it was some amount of fucking food man was that 900 each or between yous each Aye. I can only eat one meal a day. Aye. Or one meal like that and then I have snacks.
1: You've no ate today? No. Are you hungry? I'm absolutely fucking ravenous, mate. I'm sorry if I'm holding you back. No,
2: don't be daft. you can kidding on. You'll Fe- never hold
1: me back. Fe- feasting. This is fun. Um, I took my mum for a meal today at a China Sea restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's been there for about 40 years. You can get a two course meal for... Whereabouts is the China Sea? It's done it. See Central Station, where the goose used to be. It's in the corner of that. And you can get a two-course meal for nine quid. Mm-hmm. And I thought my heart was going to explode sitting with my mother Day man. Honestly. I'm like, Mo, are you watching anything good on Netflix? And I took a note, right? So basically, Donald Sutherland is in a, f- in a film, and it's called... Mr. Harrigan's phone and it's on Netflix, right? No, Donald Sutherland is obviously an old guy. Uh uh-huh. The film's about him befriending a student and the student gone to his house in and reading for him. No. Is he trying to get that information about my ma? Mm-hmm. Mental. She's like ah, your dad was watching this Steven Spielberg film last night. Where the boy what's his name, Sutherland? The boy that found the dead body at the train track in that film. I'm like, stand by me. I'm like, Kiefer Sutherland. No, no, the one that's eighty one. I'm like, Donald Sutherland. I Donald Sutherland and Steven Spielberg, right? Are in this film. And Steven Spielberg <laughs> reads him this book and then he dies. But then Steven Spielberg is like getting text messages for this phone. And it's Donald for the grave saying that he's still alive, and then he left him his, all his money and all that. And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I had to pull the fucking phone it. I had to pull the phone it. I'm putting on the phone Donald Sutherland and Steven Spielberg. I'm like, they've not even done a fucking We've film never together. Done a movie together. So finally, I found it. Mister Harrigan's phone on Netflix, and uh, it looks fucking is, shit. Is Steven Spielberg, in it? No. Or does he? He's, on he's it? getting nothing to do with it. Right. Okay. He's got absolutely nothing to do with
2: it. Right. Why did you think your moth thought it was Steven Spielberg?
1: <laughs> mate, that's my moth. That's my moth.
2: Better than my mom, mate. Like, see if I was to introduce my moth to Netflix, I think her head would fucking, no, explode, but like, if you can imagine like a head sort of like folding in on itself, like sort of like, what would you call it? Like she would just be like a neck. And then everything <laughs> would be like in the net. and he would just go, and she'd be like, "I can't work that." That's what my mum would do. If I was like, "This is a thing called Netflix, and what you do is, is you just press this button, and it gives you access to like, what well, may as well be a million movies. Just go and flick through it." My mum would just be pure. That's it.
1: I. She would start like the fifth season or something. You're yeah, like, you're supposed to start the first season i didn't you know <laughs> i watched the last four episodes so. Aye.
2: i d- it was it was really confusing <laughs> <laughs> and you're like well i know i actually did that with entourage did you <clears throat> i had got a a hard drive after forget after somebody like years ago the guy was like i've got a i think i bought it was a 500 gig and at the time it was like pure whoa 500 gig hard drive so like one of the ones that was like that size and it sat in the fucking the desk it's like heavy it was like that <laughs> and i was like i oh, fucking got to fill it with like just download movies and this guy's like i've got a hard drive for like movies i'll just give it, and you can just copy everything across uh-huh. i was like cool <clears throat> and it had fucking all sorts on it man it was brilliant um it had a folder <laughs> it had a folder for the porn and he'd named it banter don't know why but anyway um there was tons of tv shows on it and one of them was entourage but Season 3 and Season 4, we had get mixed up. So all of the episodes for Season 4 were in the Season 3 folder. And as they said, it was when he was copying it earlier. he like, oh, fuck, I must have made a mistake. So I was watching Entourage, watched Season 1, Season 2. And then I started Season 3 and I was sitting going like, I seem to be missing. <laughs> like, they, is this like a time warp? Is this like Twin Peaks? Have they went into this alternative universe where he's nobody's wife anywhere and all this sort of mad stuff? And then when I, I got to the end of Season 3 and started Season 4, I was like ah right okay (laughs) (laughs) and it was so fucked up so I had to watch season 3 and then go back to the start of season 4 and watch season 4 again
1: I've never watched it I watched the film and the film was great really
2: well mate in comparison to the TV show the film's a piece of shit honestly the TV show's fucking amazing
1: I'll need to check it out you're talking about Twin Peaks there Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've spoke about Twin Peaks before I watched that recently well I say recently it was like 5 years ago I binged it Recent-
2: in comparison to when Twin Peaks was
1: right, in the 80s or whatever. Do you know, I never drank coffee before I watched that. Right. And then I started drinking coffee. I went for a pure spell of drinking black coffee. And it was because, because of, Twin, of Twin, Peaks. Twin Peaks. And I also used to eat cherry pie all the time. Where black coffee It was my thing.
2: Because of Twin Peaks. Aye. How weird is that show, but It's...
1: That's my world, mate. I love that right, weirdness. Right, like
2: surreal? Aye. Right
1: especially the new one Uh, did you see the new one no oh mate the new twin peaks is fucking amazing
2: is it david lynch did he Uh, write it he's a genius mate so it's like 20 30 years later or something right oh it's amazing mate david lynch is a genius mate ah he's a genius no he comes up with his ideas through meditating
1: transcendental yep meditation yep
2: i've done that he wrote a book called catch the big fish how to be an artist Aye. and um it's like a wee tiny book but it just talks about you need a clear mind and all these people like the Beatles and all these like hugely fucking productive and expressive and creative people all there and this weird headspace of like no mind you're not thinking if you try and think about I'm gonna think about creating a joke you'll just come up with pish but if you sit and you just kind of go let the universe be the joke You'll find it. I like that. It's good, have you done TM? Aye. I went and got taught how to do TM at the Transcendental Meditation Centre on Home Street. We've spoke about this. Have you spoke about it in the podcast? Angela. Yep.
1: We can talk about it in the podcast again. I've done it as well. Aye. It's good, isn't it? Aye, you have to take a handkerchief and a banana and... in.
2: fruit. A piece of fruit, a handkerchief and a flower. Aye. <coughs> Aye, you're offering, like, you're offering to, I don't know. Did you enjoy it? I really enjoyed it mate, I do it every day. Do
1: you still do it? Aye. Do you know mate, I need to get some advice for you for that stuff, because I just cannot pay attention with that shit. My head is fucking 100 miles just per hour. You keep
2: saying the mantra mate. I know. Even if your mind wanders, you just need to bring it back to the mantra and just repeat the mantra. Yeah. Channel that energy that's making you think and to just
1: think about the mantra because w- i've went and then done it a few times there and there's been a couple of times when i've actually felt like outer body like Aye, peace.
2: you can induce proper hallucinogenic states through mm-hmm. meditation it's weird you feel yeah. like you're floating mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're back in your body and you're like what the fuck
1: yeah i had a really cool experience there when i shared that her. it was just like flashing lights beautiful blue lights and stuff mm-hmm. and red lights and stuff I was like, God, I felt like I was getting fucking sucked up with a spaceship or something. Mm -hmm. I was just like, out of my mind. But it's in a place across the road from where the goose used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Aye. (laughs) It's
2: actually the cat house. (laughs) 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 Aye. You're having these pure transcendental experiences. Pure, Seems like you've been there and you've got there, mate, so you can get there yourself, man. You just need to remember what your mantra is. Do you remember your mantra? No. I could Google it. You're not allowed to share it. It's hard to find, mate. The Sanskrit mantras are really hard
1: to fucking find. I'll just go back in for a refresher because I know it's cool. Uh, and then I'll watch Twin Peaks again. Then the next time we do a podcast, it's gonna be weird as fuck.
2: <laughs> oh, I seen a midget man. This midget. <laughs> Hi. And then I hit the Bible in front of this midget man and he had in, a wank. And the goose. Talking about wanks, you better see Louis CK last night.
1: I did. Then, you know, if I wanted to share that over the podcast, case I get cancelled. Well, do you want me to edit that out? No, I don't edit it out. Okay, my life is not that important. I did, and I was kind of torn. Um, my pal had tickets, and he, he never had anybody to go with, mm-hmm. so it was this, it was the same as the Jerry Sadowich situation. But I do find Lucy K funny, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to sit here and be a hypocrite and say that I don't find him funny, Mm -hmm. I do find him funny. But the reason why I went, it was a morbid curiosity, because I knew that he tried to get the Hydro and he couldn't fill it, so he moved it to the SEC.
2: Really did he try, was the Hydro the first advertised venue for him? So the Hydro's
1: 9000 I think.
0: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
1: Hey,
2: something Maybe uh, about more than.
1: Uh, tw- it's either nine thousand or twelve like
2: thousand.
1: And then last night I went there, and the SEC armadillo is like three thousand, uh-huh. and it did not look full. Mate, you right. had a good crowd, but it didn't look full and to be honest man it was kind of disappointment like his two support acts were fucking terrible 14 and a half thousand in the, in the hydro
2: wow and yeah it's like three three thousand three hundred people or something can get into the armadillo so you're saying they're sorry that they wasn't sold out and the support acts were
1: fucking shit his support acts were awful mate there was a female comedian that came on second his first act was terrible right Um, It was a a keyboard player that was playing music and he kept clearing his throat. I don't know if it was part of his act, but he was like proper grogging into the mic. Right. I'm like, that's really off-putting, man. And then the second comedian came on, a woman from New York, and straight away she was like, you're a shit crowd, slagging Scottish people, Mm. all that shit. Well, it's
2: obvious why she's shit comedian, you know. Why? She's from New York,
1: man. New York guy. (laughs) What <laughs> were uh, you thinking? Nothing. Okay. No, obviously, female comedians are funny. That was a joke between me and Paul. I mean, Susie McCabe, she's sold it at the King's Theatre, fuck like. Uh And then Louis came on, and it was just like watching an old guy, mate like an old, tired guy, mm-hmm. just like somebody's grandpa. I watched them
2: on a podcast, and I forced myself to watch it because they're similar sort of had to. I watch them? Do you know what I mean? Like, guys are fucking pest. Like I talked mm-hmm. to somebody in here and they were like, Oh, I heard that it was consensual, and you're like, look, well, go and listen to Sarah Silverman. She get she was his support act. He was like gonna come up to the room to get notes, and she walked in the room with Stone and wanking in front of her, like, that's no consensual. I don't give a fuck. Like, guys are fucking creep. Yeah. Um so but he was on a podcast and and he, oh, of course he was on fucking fight on the kid with Brian Callan because he's another one that's had accusations of being a pest and Fucking the Brendan, for them. Brendan Schwab is a pest. If you Aye. look at fucking what's been going on with the Bobby Lee situation and stuff, so um, I've people listening and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Go and watch Tiger Belly, your mom's house." Yeah. Like all oh, the American American podcast.
1: comedians are all fucking sexual predators Aye. basically.
2: And um, I watched it and I was like, something's different, and I don't know if it's me, but I genuinely thought that it wasn't very funny. And I was thinking, I think this has stole his confidence or he's everything's just sort of like faded it's like he's no shining anymore he's actually like looks tired and looks old like you're saying and maybe that's just my perception but i'm very similar to you you're like just looks like an old man now like yeah it used to be incredibly funny like a world class one of the top comedians in the world yes and now it just doesn't seem like it anymore
1: i uh and I, it's all about honesty i'm not gonna sit here and lie i'm glad that i went I'm glad that I've seen him. Mm -hmm. It's like a Dave Chappelle thing. I'm like, oh, that's a bucket list thing. Mm -hmm. It's like going to see Robin Williams or something. But I was disappointed. And then looking into his accusations, like, this has gone way back, mate. I remember, see, well before that came out that he was doing that. Uh A female comedian in Scotland told me he was doing that. Really? he was known for it, mate. Right. For years. And, And this is like all these fucking idiots that are saying, oh, it was consensual. He's done it to every cunt, mate. Ah, he's just, so, a,
2: just a beast, man. Just an absolute creep.
1: Aye. Louis so, ZK. I found it quite comical last night, though, because he's got some mental jokes, like eating babies and all that, right? Right. And getting shagged off his da, shagging his grander, and then he pulls um, a Bible out, and he was doing jokes about the Bible, and a Scottish guy went up, and he was like, I fucking i am offended by that. Did if, he? after he's talking about eating a baby somebody walk out because he did a joke about the bible no he walked up to the front of the stage mate and oh, was like he? proper like that and the security had to drag the guy away
2: you're like oh he's sexually assaulted and women that, nah, it's not actually so right Hi. get that fucking
1: bible away you cunt i weird. don't even think it was a catholic bible mate it was weird like weird human beings mate i know you just mental.
2: like that? Mm.
1: I was like, I'd be good with tomato sauce at man. I want to eat that in front of a terrified woman.
2: It's 20.30 and Darren Connell's been cancelled because his female support acts. Like, he invited me to his hotel room and stood in the a Bible
1: in front of me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of... That's kind of like, you know how if that broke, everybody would just do that. What? It wouldn't even be like, oh, he's a beast. Just, What's sit there eating Bibles? Become an act. Aye. <laughs> End up dying, we eating paper. Um, what else was I thinking about the day? Because I went to China Sea with my ma. I was on TikTok the other night. Have you ever been into a pub called the Star Bar? No. Right. So the Star Bar is on Shawland's, uh like Vicky Road. Ah, uh, I know. Aye, I know what it is, but I've never been in. Pure old school aye. pub. Mm-hmm. The day free course meals in there for three quid. aye, uh, three quid. aye that's right. Aye. I want to go, man. Let's go, we'll vlog it. Let's go. Jink will be good. Somebody put it up on TikTok and it looked alright. It was like pie beans and a sticky rice pudding for four quid. Like but it's quite funny how it's like a hipster fucking dinner food review Aye. in the star bar. Like it's just alkies in there to line their stomach before they fucking help
2: uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> oh it's so I mean, they've went for such realism. Look, there's even
1: a fake alcoholic in the corner. Guy's Aye. like, fuck you, you can't oh, it's so realistic in here. Aye. It reminds me of my grandfather when he worked in the sheepyard. all right. Do
2: you know there's a guy on YouTube called the Guinness Guru? And he just travels the world rating pints of Guinness. Wow. And he's
1: made me want a pint of Guinness, mate. What is he like get gout and his fingers are missing? No, man. No, just young
2: guy young dude um, and uh, he did Glasgow mm. and he went round Glasgow when Scotland were playing Ireland and he rated all the pints of Guinness in Glasgow and he said that the best pint of Guinness in Glasgow is at the Lauriston oh the aye Eglinton Toll like across from the Carlin, Aca- Carlin Academy fucks, the O2 Academy aye aye um, that's the best pint of Guinness in Glasgow
1: apparently according to this guy that's a pure old school boozer mate they don't take card payments in there so all cash, cash. Only. aye I walk past there when I walk came and sometimes I jump in for a can of juice. Aye, should get a pint of Guinness mate. I know, relapse. Have you ever had a a pint of Guinness in uh, Ireland?
2: No, I've only ever been to Ireland young and as an adult to like the north, that doesn't count. It's It's incredible. supposed to be class. Aye.
1: I would struggle to not have a pint if I went to Ireland, even though. It was that good.
2: No. Aye. Do you think you could handle having a pint? Just fuck it, have a pint, that's it. I don't think so. Nah.
1: I I know what I'm like as a person. It'd be like a dam exploding, mate.
2: You'd be like under the tap, just emptying the Guinness, just with a tap on, pure... Uh,
1: <laughs> talking, in <an> I- <laughs> talking in an Irish accent. Uh-huh. Not that I'm leaving, finished one pint. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like Cheers, guys. Pure.
1: Oh, it's a good pine, lads. Davy, it's been seven years, mate. Can you drop a free for a hundred at the Laurentian bar?
2: Davey's it, like, I've got four wins now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> join <her.">
1: up. Um, <laughs> right, come on, Davy. Hi, so we need to do a food review, mate. We'll go to go the to star bar, bar or the horseshoe bar. Absolutely, mate. They do a free course, mate.
2: Aye. mukbangs just go and try fucking <laughs> scottish food but we we're not allowed to like go to like bread meets bread or el perro negro at, Aye. Like, we need to go to like pure like the dopey diner on springfield road i hate Dirt, i'm up for that dirty plates and a cup of tea with a fryer all
1: that type of place go to a soup kitchen mate pretend we're homeless i'm so sorry that was, <laughs> that was just, a joke oh, wait,
2: a minute, mate. wait a minute that's a great <laughs> idea <laughs> Gone and Dane, like a pure hipster food review of a homeless soup kitchen.
1: <laughs> Aye. <laughs> For TikTok. You'd be like, why are you here? You're like, still stay with my mum and dad. They've got a four bedroom house and Lindsay. It's absolutely horrific. I don't know why. I don't know why I can't. The yeah. other day I went in and said to my mum, I
2: need a new pair of Converse. And she said no.
1: Hi. You don't know hard life.
2: Guys are like, I've been on heroin for twenty years. Like, you don't know hard life, man. I need a new pair of cons
1: and I didn't get them.
2: <laughs> Hi. Um This podcast just full of nonsense today, mate. It's always full of nonsense. That's, that's a... why the
1: people oh. love it. Okay. The people the, the people have spoken and they love it, mate. We're still doing well with numbers and Boy. stuff, and
2: more nonsense, that's what we need.
1: Yes. Us so,
2: are. why did you what inspired you to um do the the shout-out on Twitter for a Ouija board.
1: So, if the people listening uh, have missed this, I basically put an open call out on Twitter. Um, I love how you were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, I said that me and Paul would like to follow my live Ouija board experience in a scary location in Glasgow, Scotland. And what I had in mind was the Pavilion or the Panopticon Theatre. Um, there was a couple of other people that got in touch with us and told us that the West Brewery is supposed to be haunted.
2: Done at Templeton's Carpet Factory? Yep, mm, that's I can really, imagine that, mate. You go to the toilets, man, it's
1: creepy. It's supposed to be really bad, mate. Right. There's a couple of people. So I've always been interested in that stuff. and. Um, I get a really good response. Glasgow Live got in touch and they want to send a reporter with us. Um, Ghost Hunters that you know got in touch. What they called again? The Scottish Ghost Company. Yes, you've had them in here for a podcast. They told
2: me that this room's haunted.
1: Do you know, I get a weird energy in this room, mate. It's not a scary feeling. My, my sexual energy. Radiant. It must be bouncing off us. (laughs) It's like, you know, when it's two magnets, the two ears are two magnets, mate, and it's bouncing off each other. (laughs) (laughs) See, the ghost in this room will be like, "User fucking deviants. Well, do you want me to tell you the story of that?
2: They were in doing an episode of Sean McDonald's Blethered podcast, which is uh, great and popular. So I'm sure there's more than a few people that are listening to us that will listen to him and... They did an episode, I don't know what episode that is. you can go, it's on Spotify. I'll just say this, right? She said that she noticed a blue light in the room and I seen it. So, and there was no fucking, I've never seen it since. Where from? From nowhere. A blue light just moved across the room. Wow. And she was like, wait, I just seen a spirit there. And I was just sitting here with my headphones on going, wait a minute. And she went there was a blue light there and i fucking seen it mate so wow. i believe you then there was a noise and only i heard that i was sitting with the headphones on and it's in the recording and i've isolated it and i've listened to it and it freaks me out
1: is that the one because i listened to that and i heard that as well
2: uh, there's a weird noise that happens and it didn't happen in
1: here because sean said something along the lines of make a noise uh-huh. And it And a noise happens
2: on the Aye. audio. And they didn't hear it. Uh huh. But I fucking held it.
1: I think I sent that to you as well, didn't I? I think I think we did.
2: I think that's why I isolated it and I think I sent it back to you. We're like, this is the noise, and it's yes. just like a like that Look, I happens. sent it
1: to Sean as well and he patched as the cunt.
2: Right. Wait now, right? If there's any spirits present, make a noise. We'll see what happens.
1: So, if you are listening to the podcast and you hear anything, let us know. I'll listen so, back anyway.
2: I just turned everything up so oh. we'd have heard the room there, like, going, Whoosh. so if there's any noise, we'll, we'll hear it.
1: Let me ask as well. If, alright, okay. If there is a spirit here or a presence that wants to contact us, can you please let us know, communicate with us, and make a noise?
0: Red dragon.
2: Darn it's your granny Hi <laughs> <Aye.
1: laughs> The ghost would be like ah you can't even string a sentence together, you goofy cunt.
2: <laughs> well we'll listen back to the audio, mate, but I they were in here and mate, I don't really believe in this stuff. This is what makes it even worse for me, is that I don't I don't believe in it. Yeah. Um but fuck I can't explain the blue light that just moved across the flare or the fucking noise that I heard in the audio, so
1: I, b- I believe you. So they got in touch with me directly and they right. DM'd me and they said we would like to help you. So essentially we, if you're up for it, as part of the podcast we can go down to the Panopticon Theatre with the Glasgow Ghost Hunters and we can film a live Ouija board experience. Yes please. They will take us through it because they're the experts and maybe we could do something like we can do a podcast in the theatre, and then they can come and meet us later, and then we can do the Ouija, and it can be like an extended episode. Yep. um, I'd love to do that. That's a spooky building as well. Mm. Scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no air. See, the, there's no air in this building either. It's just silence.
2: It's weird, isn't it? Aye. There's a weird feeling in this room sometimes, even when I'm sitting here by myself. It just feels dead. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing. Like, no noise, no like you're saying. I need to sit with that door open to get any sort of air into this room. Sit with, you know what I mean? We're in Glasgow, it's, oh. and it's fucking, it just gets so stuffy in here, man. It's, uh, Do you it's,
1: feel like that in the street as well? It's yeah. weird fucking vibes in the street. There's a very weird vibe in the street, mate. And
2: I'm pretty sure the Avalon, which is next to the studio, used to be owned by drug dealers and all that sort of cable. Oh, wow. So there's definitely shit that's been on. Apparently the comedy store in LA is haunted. That used to be a gangster's nightclub. Wow. And there was a, like, a torture room. There was a room at the top, like that. I basically they used to take people and torture them. Definitely some murders happened there.
1: I've I've heard that, mate. The stand comedy club's supposed to be haunted. They've had ghost hunters in there. Right. I've had a couple of weird experiences. Stay there. Do you know I would stay there. I could get there as well. But people have been there. But it's weird, mate. See, he. I remember sitting in the green room and i've seen like i've seen two things before i've seen like a massive ball of light just move like that And it was so quick right. it felt like somebody was flashing a torch or something like that mm-hmm. type of feeling and i looked up and i was like what the fuck was that and then once i was sitting in the green room by myself and i thought i seen a female uh member of the staff and i just i was like looking at my notes and i looked up and i was like you are right, pal and there was nobody there
2: where did that building used to be do you know i don't know mate but looks well, like an old school and the pump next to it, it's the old schoolhouse. so maybe it's an old school man and that's the basement of your school
1: mm-hmm.
2: ready's coming for you <laughs> the
1: boiler room man and i so, aye, mate. so a couple of the bar staff have said like the lights have went off and on and music have put play- right. m- music's played and aye. Sp- mate, i make the stand like is man. fucking scary I love, mate.
2: I love shit like that mate aye. I, as much as i just i don't look for any meaning in it or anything i'm just like i want to freak the fuck out I, I like freaking myself out with stuff Too mm. late like with that sean audio i was sitting in my room and was just like alone and was just like this is freaky and i just sat with my headphones on with just gone hmm, hmm. just freaking myself out i just like that feeling
1: are they good people the ghost hunters
2: are aye, aye. great people aye. Aye. lovely so i should definitely date mate i will
1: they've got a meeting with the panopticon next thursday and then they'll get back in touch with me and we're gonna look at if we
2: could date for christmas or like a christmas special or something. Like that.
1: we'll definitely do it before christmas mate See, i mean you go and enjoy your holiday we might date after the holiday. I
2: uh, before Halloween. Aye. Halloween. Woo. Spooky. Halloween special. Hi. So let's get something to look forward to. Um and... so this week I found out that on Monday they auctioned off Betty White's possessions. <sighs> My God. And you could have went online and bid for like stuff. Somebody bought a front door. Wow. Do you know like... how much? Um no, but I do know that the people that bought a house who are selling everything off, so they're just going to knock it down. Oh man! And develop the ground. They bought it from eleven million dollars.
1: That's fucking insane.
2: Gro- just to to, to sh- knock down the mansion that's there and rebuild it, and he fuck knows what. But I somebody bought a front door and said that they're going to put it on the the door to like the. Sh- no, they're like a comedian, like writer. They're like, I've got a studio in my house, so it must be like a writing studio, and they're going to put Betty White's front door on the, the door to their studio. Well, that was pretty cool. That is
1: cool. Do you remember who it was? Nah. I remember. That I was is watching cool. a
2: YouTube video, they were talking about it.
1: Yeah. £11 million for that house. That is fucking mental.
2: What would you have tried to bid on? If you could bid on it?
1: Or dress. If I got it, I'd be wearing it right now, mate. Maybe Betty White can communicate to us through... The Ouija board? Aye. Mate, I've had some... See some of the creepy messages. There's a... There's a sound box thing that's a new... I shot myself there, <laughs> by the way. I don't... know hear that. People won't hear that, mate. Aye, there's somebody standing outside the... The podcast studio. Um, aye, a few people on my social media. There was a guy that got in touch... And he was like insisting, like you need to say a prayer before and after the the Ouija board. Right. And then there was another guy saying that the Ouija board is really popular, but there's something else called a a sound box. Aye. Uh,
2: the the Scottish thing, my company. have got one of them, so they'll have all that there. It's I, like communicates through the radio.
1: Yes. Uh huh. So there's all that shit, and then. Aye, I've had I've I've said on the podcast that I've done the Ouija board and it was fucking scary. But I'd like to do it with professionals.
2: Uh, yeah, I've done one as well, just like pals fucking about, but I'd like to do one with, with some pros. Aye, sure. but this
1: time I won't be full of fucking AK love hearts when I'm doing it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Try to channel the
1: ghost of fucking my uncle Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Are you there, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> oh mate fuck me how long have we done? an hour an hour right so let's kind of wrap it up soon but I just what uh, I kind of came in here feeling a wee bit drained today mate I was a wee bit frustrated Aye? W- annoyed at people uh, how come? I'm sure you must have got it when you were running gigs but I've noticed a thing where it's such a weird situation right because I don't expect people to help me, but mm. see, like, family and friends, and obviously your mom and your dad love you, right? I know my mom and my dad are cool, but, you know, I'm doing this tour, right? And it's so... St- I was with a cowboy promoter that just mm. fucked it. So everything for that moment has been me saving this tour. And, like, you know, you're promoting things on Facebook, you're tweeting things, these retweeting shit, mate nobody's sharing stuff on facebook and i'm like i don't even expect them to be at gigs but fucking hell man chuck is a retweet do you know what i mean right the frustration of like running a night and then like i've noticed like a couple of my really good high school mates like my mate, my closest mate is flat out told me to my face that he hates like stand-up comedy i'm like right in finish. general I, what's up with him I know mate. Who's so shaking his biscuits when he was a wee boy? Fuck sake! And see my last show, he turned up fucking He's nut, heckling, and he ruined the fucking night. Oh fuck's sake. But like I've noticed it, like I've only noticed it recently. See, anytime I'm running a solo show, like I'm in a couple of WhatsApp groups, right, with my mates. And I've noticed in the run up to the show, like a day, two days before it, the group chat will go silent, like mm. deadly silent any messages whatsoever now I'm not asking them to come I never asked them to come and I'm not asking them to retweet or share but I feel like they expect that and they just go like radio silent you
2: feel like they feel that you expect them to, to do that aye and because of that they go silent but you're like I don't, I'm no bothered
1: well I think I'm hurt I mean, my pal that ruined the show, I don't want him there, because he ruined not. the show. I, of course not. But I do find it hurtful that they're kind of dancing around the the fact that they don't want to come. They should just say that they don't want to come. Like, mm. why do you know? just say, look, I don't want to come to your comedy night, instead <laughs> of, like, being weird and...
2: Probably comes for a good place, like, so you just don't want to upset you, mate. Aye, as much as it's like dodging the rain guilt about the fact that they're not coming to your night, they could just be like oh, I'm not going to make it just be straight up, just be honest, do you know what I mean Aye, I think that comes to a good place because they feel awkward, and they feel guilty so they don't dare but ultimately that hurts you because you're like, why can't you no just fucking say I'm not going yeah. to be a dick about it, do you know what I mean
1: well there's a couple of weird I mean there's a pal, he's been my mate he won't listen to this podcast so I'm going to fucking talk about him uh, i've been mates with him since high school and i've done 14 say i've done 14 glasgow comedy festivals right Mm -hmm. i've sold out every single one that i've done Mm -hmm. and he's never been to any of them like even my first one he wasn't there and it's never like good luck or good on you with your show it's just nothing so it's like i've got this secret fucking extended life of being a comedian and then acting and then i'll just go and meet my pals for a munch and I've noticed that if somebody brings up Scott's or something, they'll change the subject and right. it's fucking awkward as fuck mate. It's like a few times I've even said as a joke. Sorry if I'm boring you mate. Like they, they try to talk at it. Right. But like, eh, uh, why do this, you think they do that? I don't know mate, but this shows you how much you a psychopath I am. Um, my mate went to see my Glasgow comedy festival debut. Hmm. Uh, it was at Blackfriars, and I was right. to do one night, and I ended up selling out four nights. Right. And it was, like, the best fucking weekend of my life. And my pal went to see Gary Little that weekend on the same night of my shows. Now, I don't care that my pals are no gone, but the fact that you went to see an other Scottish comedian in the same fucking oh, city man. on the same night of my debut hurt me
2: that would piss me off to you, mate. it's not like they don't they don't go to comedy or that they, they don't you know what i mean like you'd be like they don't do this they don't they, they're no in or whatever the guy's gone and seen other comedians and you saying that he's never been to see you
1: he's been to see me and it was during edinburgh and it was the run at edinburgh which was a fucking nightmare right and he's seen me my second gig at a red raw because we used to go to red raw all the time right. and get mad do at you it. ever invite them well, I messaged them and I, cause I, the Orrin Moor was supposed to be October and then we moved it to November mm-hmm. and I did say to them, look, this is like two years after lockdown. <laughs> I'm going to do my first tour. Why don't you come to the Orrin Moor and it will be a good night and straight away I'll try and get it out of work and you know, that way you just know he's full of shite. Mm-hmm. So then it get moved to November. And my psycho fucking rain, red dragon Bible-eating brain was like, Hi, mate. um, We've moved the night to the Oren War in November. You're more than welcome to come if you're not working or on holiday or if Gary Little's not playing that night. Oh, fuck's <laughs> sake, man. And I clicked send, and I cannot explain the cum rush that I got to my head feeling... I felt, I, I was sitting my house by myself and I literally done that out loud. One each.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let go of that shit, dude.
1: I feel like I've let go of it now.
2: But You've it's... exercised your demons on the podcast. It took 10 years. I think this is, if you want them there, ask them to be there. Tell them what it means to you.
1: Well, and and then if they don't, mm-hmm.
2: don't be their pal. they will know your pal. They're, they're, they're your enemy, that's enemies if you tell them what it means to you look guys, I would love you to be there it would mean so much for me for you to come to you, come to this gig, and they're like oh, couldn't get the night off work and blah blah blah, and just the usual piss excuses I'd be like, oh, that's a shame you're not actually my pal
1: aye, I'm like that as well mate I'm not gonna lie, like recently, like it's only in the last week or two, it's like, I feel in a pure disgust, like trying to just justify yourself to people that don't care
2: uh, and if they don't care they don't care mate Aye. then stop caring about them commit the group chat let them be whatever they want to be like i think there's so many of these guys that you've known for when you were wee these like long-term friends mate i don't know why but we have and, and myself included in this we cling on to these people i've got a mate that since I went into put quote-unquote recovery or my own form of recovery since I decided to change my life, change my job, change where I live, change my outlook, be positive, has just decided that he doesn't want any, any part of that. And I spent probably the best part of a year. Now, this guy, anytime I'd go to his house, he'd be like, oh, your ex was here with a smile on his face. Mm. So he's trying to fucking wind me up, and I didn't let him wind me up, but then I got to a point where I just sent him a text message and went, I'm not going to fucking try with you anymore, mate. I've been coming, I used to go every Saturday, go up to his house and see him because he's got and stuff like that, and I just get the feeling, I was like, I just get the feeling you don't want me there, and I'm forcing it, so I'm done with it, and he was just pure all right if that's what you feel if that's how you feel and i just thought no, that's not how i fucking feel mate you've you've made it clear to me like and mate I, I don't talk to him wow and it's just i've known him since i was like 15 and it's sad and i don't want to do that but something i have done has upset him and he's not got the courage to come and tell me straight to my face like a fucking man what it is that i've done so in a very very holistic and nice way fuck him yeah. If he really want, if he wants to have a conversation about it, I'm here for it, mate. I would love to repair it. But he doesn't want to do that. So I'm just going to let him go. Yeah. And see if he goes about that. That's the way that he goes about his life. He'll have name mates or he'll just have shit mates. And that's kind of like where he is. He's got yeah. shit pals. And the people that actually care about him will never run about him anymore. And, mate, I hope he fucking listens to this. He won't, but see if he does listen to this. Like, please. Fucking come and we'll talk about it. Well, but I've just went, nah, cut him out my fucking life. I'm not going to message you. I'm not because every time I made an effort, it just reinforced that he's not making that effort with me and made me feel terrible about myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what you're feeling. Like I would fucking go for them and blah blah blah. Maybe you're a nicer guy, but see if they if you if you make it clear, like guys, this means a lot to me that you've come to this gig and all run more. And they go, nah, fuck them, mate. Yeah. Get them out of your life. You don't need them.
1: I'm kinda at the stage that the energy's been sucked at me that I don't even want to ask them now, mate. I've asked them so much and they've made they've made their thing known. So, it's there. I won't say to them again. I mean, the pal that ruined it by heckling, I don't want them there. I genuinely don't want them there. Right. And the other guy that's never been to any of my shows, uh-huh. I'll, I'll probably say that to him, but I mean, he's the type of guy that sometimes when you're doing work and you're doing a tour and you're in a tv show he'll be like so what do you do as a job and you're like what are you talking about it's just
2: winding you up mate that's just bamming you it's up it's no
1: bamming me up mate he's like what do you do for money and i'm like i'm a self-employed stand-up comedian and he's like all right so you actually get like a wage i'm like of course i get a wage mate i'm in a fucking tv show and i've got an accountant and well, that shit, I pay tax. My tax is the same as Aye, mate. You've just,
2: your tax. You've grown apart for them then. If they don't understand what you do and they Aye. don't get it, then you've grown away from them and Aye. we cling on to it because it's like, Oh, they're my pals now. And it's like, are they really your pals? They don't support what you're doing in your life. Like, um, I think like an important part of that is being willing to like, I still love that guy. Still, one of my best mates in my head. Do you know what I mean? Where I was, somebody was like oh, like, oh, Big Scott's one of my good mates. Just say his name only to believe it. Um, but uh, I'm not putting any emotion onto that guy anymore. Like, see that? like uh, Or guess who was here? Up seeing blah, 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 his missus or your ex. <laughs> Why are you saying that to me? Yeah. What are you hoping that I'm going to react? Like, who the fuck? You want to fight with me? Like, I'm not about uh, that anymore, mate. I'm not about that life anymore. Like, you can get fucked. Aye. But if he wakes up and he sends me a message and he goes, oh, I feel like, you know, maybe we've lost our friendship and whatever, I'd be like, mate, please, let's talk about it. Let's sit down and just sort it out because I would love to do that, but he's not on the fucking level where we could do that, mate. Never ever. Like, he's not on that level. He's it's still... He's fried. He's still in the scheme, mate. He's still, you know what I mean? It's still all about that. Yeah. So you just need to let these people go, man. Let Aye. them go and live their own life. Don't, don't let their lack of enthusiasm for you as a friend dim your fucking light in any way shape or form like yeah you're trying to do something special start being a stand-up comedian going out on a tour getting your comedians a fucking a shot at the, the big stage at the stand and then a podcast like these things are not normal for guys that where we come from it yeah. and people will reject it because they don't understand it or they're jealous or they think you're shy or whatever it is, that's none of your business, mate. You just need to go about your business and if they don't want to be part of that journey, then just let them go.
1: Yeah. I I totally agree with you, mate, and I, I have done it with people. I mean, because I've got family members that have never came to see me. They stand up. We'll wrap it up, mate. right? We will wrap it up. But I've, I've got family members that have just never came to see me, mate. They've never came to see me. They panto. I've got brothers that have never been interested. I've got a brother that's never even i mean i don't talk to him anymore but when he used to talk to me i mean that was my decision i was like you're out my life but when he was talking about scott squad it was like is the police squad still on and oh, like mate you can't even get the.
2: i think stuff like that can be deliberate though that's when you start to go they're trying to wind they might be trying to wind me up and i'm not gonna buy you. yeah this is a mate. like i've known you for a year and i've seen you they stand up like four times and it's because i mean obviously like you you're one of the best comedians and you're like there's that line where people go above that line and it's like oh they're like no they're in that room where you can't really go who's better out of you and scott agnew because the two of you are fucking class on a good night you'd be better than him on a bad night but vice versa right you're in that category but it's like you're a pro so i want to come and see you but see even if i did not if i thought "Mm, i'd still come yeah
1: do you know what I mean? I'd I be there. Thank you very much, mate. But I did like, and you're right to say it, it's a jealousy thing because I found out that it was, my brother was talking to people about me and he was saying things like, I mean, he did say it to me back in the day as well. I could do that. I could go up and be funny. Pfft. And I'm like, mate, you've never even been in the stand. You Good don't luck. even leave your house, you fucking sad cunt. Good you've luck not get, with that, mate. You've not got any pals. You don't even go uh, out for a pint you just drink bucky and you're a fucking loser but i said that to me a couple of times like i could do that and but he'll say things like i remember i was running a night in the sub club in bath street and Mm -hmm. it was free and then it's free parking after six and i'm like mate do you want a free ticket for my show i'm skint i've not got any money it's a free ticket i know i'm skint but i'm like it's free parking and we've got a bar tab mate so i'll buy you drinks all night Uh now i'm skint three weeks later you get Kevin Bridges tickets and all that see if you could get a Kevin Bridges ticket I would even drive up to Edinburgh I'm like oh right so you can drive up to Edinburgh to watch fucking Kevin Bridges but you can't go to Bath Street to watch your brother so like you're right when you say it's a jealousy thing mate it is a jealousy thing like that Sharon man I fucking shot myself there
2: aye no fucking stay outside um, but see sometimes mate it's not it's it's not like a jealousy thing right i think that people look at what other people are saying and well as i said that's i'm sort of like in my head going is this the way it always is your success is a reflection of their failure in life and they don't feel good about that and the way that they deal with that is they take it out on you yes they talk shit about you they don't come to your shows. They try and sabotage you. They say stuff to you like, "Oh, how's how's police squad doing?" And then they're the lot <laughs> "See if you just go, oh, it's great, mate. Fuck yeah. off." Do you know what I mean? Like, see all that shit, mate. Don't pay any attention to people like that.
1: Ain't happy happy ain't that's Paul's girlfriend.
2: I. She said, "Hating, but she's in happy. And happy, but she's in hating."
1: That's not the ghost that we summoned. That's Sharon. You summoned me. <laughs> I- Look, I appreciate your advice on that subject. We have done well over an hour, so I'll wrap it up with that. Um, I know it's a quite serious subject to wrap it up on. I'm not, like, fucked or struggling or anything. I just wanted to talk... No, listen. I
2: think people that listen to this like it because we do funny and serious and funny and serious and yeah. they, we've done a load of an hour worth of funny stuff we just did sort of 10-15 minutes on something pretty serious so
1: yeah but as I'm saying to my brother if he calls at the police squad one more time I'm gonna kill the cunt with a fucking hammer so I uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note um, I will see you in East Goldbride tomorrow I don't know when this podcast will be out add me and paul on twitter and facebook for the next funny bunch and uh i just want to say i appreciate that conversation Napo. you're a good guy i'm your real pal that i know i've realized that that's how how sad is that that we've only known each other for a very short period of time and you have been a closer pal than some of my schoolmates and some of my family members mm-hmm. even some of the fucking podcast punters have spoke to me better than some of my mm-hmm. family and who in your family gives you a free gammy every week you come into the studio exactly i'm getting a gammy right now <laughs> under the table right <laughs> thank you very much everybody it feels weird that uh, your girlfriend's standing right behind the camera and i'm fucking fighting a card on while you're talking about sucking my banger um see you at the next podcast <laughs> <laughs>